BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's good, y'all? This is Breeze Bruin from the Mighty Juggernauts. And make sure you subscribe and download the podcast, Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Kell, hip-hop journalism on the highest level. Welcome to the motherfucking show. I recently saw my next guest in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Lincoln Theater. The show was incredible and defined what a live performance should be. He first dropped in 1999 and he continues to elevate his art and shows no sign of slowing down. He's Tech Nine and I want to welcome him to the library with Tim Ryan. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Um, so, you know, I like to always start from the way beginning and, you know, what were the artists? What, what was the artist listening to when he or she was growing up? So I have to ask you, what were you listening to when you were growing up and how did that kind of define you as an artist? What made me want to rap is um, Ice Cube. I was I was uh, taken by Ice Cube, um, Public Enemy, you know, that era, you know what I mean? Um, but I started from the beginning, you know what I'm saying, from Lap Dirty. Mm-hmm. With uh, Blowfly, you know, so as a as a child, and from there to Sugar Hill Gang, you know what I mean. But those are the songs I danced to. You know what I'm saying? The, the rappers, the main in the lap, which is Ice Cube, anything NWA and Public Enemy. Were there yeah. uh, were there artists beside? I mean, you know, you I listen to your music, and there's obviously a lot of influences in there. Uh, you know, like not I feel like not just hip hop influence, but other influences. Were there other I guess musical genres and artists out there that kind of spoke to you. I mean, you necessarily didn't want to go that route with them, but definitely spoke to you as a kid. Oh yeah, I was just talking about who made me want to rap, but music that inspired me. Um, that um, I can't deny that inspires me is The Doors. Hmm. Hence the name Strange Music. Right. Mm-hmm. And hence me doing um, Strange Days. Um, remake with the remaining members you know it was something about the fusion of sounds um from raymond zick john dinsmore um uh robbie krieger it was something about the fusion synonyms um that sounded like a dark carnival Mm. and i am into clowns as a lot of people know they come to kill a clown um something about their sounds that reminded me of a dark carnival and the rebel Jim Morrison like the rules don't apply to him I always liked that persona about him and the, the doors just really inspired me to 
go gung ho and do my own thing. You know what I mean? Right. To name one. Right. <laughs> um, you know, there's, uh, it, I always think it's interesting. There's, uh, always, you know, uh, you know, comedians have like that, like kind of that comedian, comedian that you know people might not know about, but definitely inspires them. Uh, for you, was there like kind of a an MCMC that I, I know you named Ice Cube and Public Enemy, but you know people we have you know we obviously know who they are, but was there like an MCMC that people might have not have made it, but definitely was kind of a big impact in your art, um, informing you as an MC? Um, yeah, it was a group that I worked with in, was it 93 when I was in LA? It was a group that I worked with out of Houston, Texas called Red Rum. And uh, a guy named Marcus and a guy named Pop, Pop did the beats. They were sinister. I love the sinister Mm. of Red Rum. They never made it. But they had something else going on. You know what I'm saying? It was it was otherworldly. You know what I mean? And it inspired me back then. Mm. If I I never thought about that. I never thought about that. And I had to think about it. I never got asked that question. There was somebody that nobody knew that inspired me. And I'm like, yeah. It was a group called Red Rum from Houston, Texas. That's so that's real cool. Um You've done a lot of music, obviously. You've you know twenty one plus years of doing this. Uh, when you go into a studio session, uh, do you how do you how do you prepare for that? Do you listen to other people's music? Do you try to black out you know what's going on around you? Uh, I block out everything that's going on around me, and I'm in my own zone. Um, I have a thing called a dictaphone where I write and then I record the pitch of how I'm going to say it and the rhythm of how I'm going to say it. And when I get to the studio, I listen to it to make sure that um, I can say it properly before I get on the mic. You know what I mean? Because it's different when you're whispering at night, right? And and you get on the mic and you have to project. And sometimes when you project, you can slur if you project too hard. You know what I mean? So when you get in the booth, you have to find the pitch that's perfect for that flow. And it usually takes me like one take, you know what I mean, to see what pitch I'm going to do. We'll do like a test run. Me and my engineer, Ben, we call him Ben-engineer, we'll do a test run. I'm like, i got to see what pitch I'm going to use on this. Am I going to be loud? Am I going to be medium? Am I going to be low-voiced? You know what I mean? Um, And then he'll play the beat, and I'll find it. Mm. You know what I mean? With the next first little practice run, you know, I'm like, okay, this is how I'm going to say it. You know what I mean? But the dictaphone helps me a lot when I'm writing because it, it makes it so I don't lose the pitch of when I say a certain word mm-hmm. or it lets me know how I said it on the beat and I'm playing the beat from my pill recording rapping into my dictaphone on the beat so the beat and me are married on the dictaphone so I'll know exactly how I'm supposed to say it when I get in the studio like if I'm writing on Saturday and my studio session is Monday by the time I get there Monday, it'll be in my dictaphone how I'm supposed to say it. You know what I mean? And that's how I do it. You know, when, when, when do these, I, I'm sure it's different for every time, but when do the lyrics, or when do you find it best, like when do you find your most creative? I mean, I remember speaking, I think years ago, a couple of years ago to Crooked Eye, and he says like he does his most creative work when he's driving actually to the studio, because I think it's like an hour and a half away from him. 
Um, <laughs> when do you find yourself being like, you know, I, I come up with questions when I'm at the gym, you know, type thing. But when do you when do you find yourself being the most creative? My brain never stops creating. I wish I could sleep <laughs> a lot longer, but mine never stops creating. You know, so people have certain times when they're most creative. Like Chris Calico is just like um, crooked eye. He likes to drive and write. I don't. I like high feelings. I like to think out loud. So I need to be by myself. Mm. You know I mean, I can do it anywhere, but I go when I'm not in my comfort zone in my own studio. Um, I look for high feelings, brightness, no music. You know what I mean? Um, so I can get. So I, usually, I go in a hotel lobby if I'm on tour. And if the feelings are high, I can think out loud, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look around and I'm not confined, you know what I'm saying? But I can do it anywhere, you know? It's always it, creating my brain. Is that, you know, you look, you know, doing obviously research for the interview, um, you know, the the Calm Before the Storm debuted in uh, 1999. And then, you, mm-hmm. you know, you go through the discography and it's pretty much an album a year except uh, for uh, there's a period between 2006 and 2006 where uh, you, you did uh, two albums but you know um, Absolute Power in 2006 and Ever Ready in 2000 I mean Absolute Power in 2002 and Ever Ready in 2006 2006 yeah um, was that I mean was that your plan to you know have that that much music out you know a year at a time or as you say you're always creating so it's in you know it's bound to happen that you were going to have an, you know that much music out every year at a time i had no idea that i was gonna have the most top tens on billboard you know over e40 or over gucci Bang. i had no idea i was just writing my life and i never stopped creating and now they say I have 21 albums, so my albums are old enough to drink now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea that I was going to do this much music. I had no idea that I would still be having ideas right. or still be um, inspired. But I know the title of my next album already. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And so... so- um, I want to get to stuff because I you know, obviously mentioned that I saw you live in uh, North Carolina, and I want to talk about this the live show and how that works for you. But uh, when you look back at um, two things, the combo form is the combo for the storm will celebrate its twentieth you know anniversary and uh, November 9th of this year. Kind of looking back mm-hmm. at the creation of that album, was there a favorite part of you? While, favorite part of it when you were making it, and was there like an, an one of those unexpected moments that? Uh, for the, for the good of it, it actually happened during the recording process. Um, that was actually we did the Calm Before the Storm in 1996, but it came out late in those years that you're saying. Oh, okay. You know oh, I mean? wow. So we started recording it in '96, and we went to LA and got beats from QD3, and it was all over the place. You know what I mean? Using beats that we got out there in L.A. and using songs that we did in Don Juan's mom's basement. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, ble- it's bleak because it was so long ago. And um, um, all I remember about recording and doing the artwork to the calm before the storm is that my best friend Brian was still alive and he did the artwork. And um, we traveled everywhere to get 
dates, I just don't really recall too much. Mm-hmm. It's so long ago, 96. And um, I was on a label called Midwest Side Records back then. And I met Travis in 98. And we started doing business in 99 and put out an album in 2001. You know what I mean? And the Temple for the Storm, I guess, the Midwest Side, the, the people who started Midwest Side put it out. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, I don't recall much about doing it, but then, you know, right. it's so long ago, 96, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I can't tell you what I was doing in 1996. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I I definitely yeah, get yeah, that. I started, I started doing drugs um, shortly after that in '98. You know what I'm saying? Right. So a lot of the things like that were pre ecstasy shrooms and acid and GHB. It's like it disappeared. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, uh, I want to kind of jump to, uh, you know, I guess your latest album would have been Nina, right? Um, yes. The the title track, uh, the title track you spit, uh, What I Hear Out Here Is Not Stunning, Sounds Like Y'all Disregarded What Biggie and Pac Brung In. Um, mm-hmm. For you, what what are you kind of hearing out there in terms of what the state of hip-hop music is, but also what are the kind of the lessons that have been lost or not being used by today artists that Biggie and Tupac kind of brought to the game? Well, when you think of Biggie and Tupac, you think about prolific artists, you know what I mean? That speech was not slurred, you know what I'm saying? The speech and, you know, Biggie, the, 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 the talent to make a hit record with style and finesse, you know, and Pac with the talent to reach people's souls and you know, um, kind of like spiritual being, you know what I mean? That's what they taught the game, but the game don't seem like they picked it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The strength of these artists, you know, a lot of a lot of things today are uh, slurred and you have to go look on Google to see if they have the correct, the correct um, words. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they, you can hear Biggie and Pac clearly, you know what I mean, and they they um they inspired nations, you know what I'm saying. And today we don't have many of those. That's all. Mm. What I hear out here is not stunning. Sound like I disregarded what Biggie and Pac running. But me, I've been ripping shows, shows having a thought summit. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. like I I picked up all that, but. I did my own thing, you know, in a different way. And it's power music, like Public Enemy taught me, like NWA taught me power music. You know what I mean? Speaking of Public Enemy, you said in an interview you um, you you learned about the live show, kind of what you said. The old school taught me how to do, put on a live show. Um, what kind of when? And I, you know, I recently saw you in a live show. What elements of their live shows have you kind of brought to your own and, and made your own actually during your live show? Have you ever seen a Public Enemy show and you see the S1Ws in unison doing the same moves? Yes. And I mean, I caught on to that. You know, I'm sizzling. Uh, even those military moves, they were on beat and they were precise and all together. You know, and um, you know, it just taught me. To, you know, it was something. It was a spectacle to see. Mm. You know, I've always been a dancer, so. I put that within my show. If you came to the show, you probably saw 
me and Chris doing some of the same dances, the same movements, you know what I mean? They were in unison. You know what I mean? Um, I think in North Carolina, the venue was uh, too small to see the, um, the screens. We weren't able to bring our screens in so you didn't see the full show mm. that we changed clothes. You know what I'm saying? We have a wardrobe change. I come out in the face painted mask and everything and the hospital scrubs and we have a movie that goes with our show. But I learned to be an entertainer from the old school, like NWA, if you saw them, they had the, the yellow tape and the police and everything, you know what I mean? I got to see EZE on stage and the DOC on stage with Ice Cube and MC Ren, DJ Yella, you know what I'm saying? Dr. Dre, it was big over there, you know what I'm saying? It was amazing. And I saw LL Cool J drive out in a, a Ferrari on stage, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like real performers, man, that, that something you won't forget, you know? And the lyrics were powerful. That's what I, that's what I took from it. I haven't drove, driven a Ferrari on stage yet, but... <laughs> yet, yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I saw it, you know what I mean? But the, the steps and the routine of Public Enemy and the S1Ws affected us. You know what I mean? All right. How do you you have you know you obviously have so much music? How do you how do you plan your live show in terms of just the music? I mean, I, I was talking to people I've seen you before and you know different cities, and they're like, "Oh, I hope he does this song. I hope he does this song and this song." And it seems mm-hmm. like you really get uh, just from talking to people that you you go to a tech nine show, you're not going to see the same show every time. Um, mm-hmm. How do you go about? Uh, planning. I mean, does it depend on the region that you're going to? Does it depend on you know obviously the size of the theater? Oh, Mm-mm. nope. Um, it's a very uh, strenuous task. You know what I'm saying? Because I have so many albums and so many fans that are fans of the stuff from '96 and '99. You know, mm-hmm. and I have to start all the way back there and look. At the track list of all these records all the way up to now to see what I might miss. You know what I mean? Because the new music can cloud the old music. You know, you have to have songs like Einstein in there. You have to have songs like This Ring and Riot Maker from 06. You know what I mean? As well as the Nina and LP songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's hard, but what we do, we put our track list together in the studio, in the computer, with our live band to come add, you know what I'm saying, live instrumentations to make the music even bigger, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and we have that show, and we'll, we'll program it to go for almost an hour, you know, nonstop, and then the manuals will switch throughout the tour, maybe, you know what I mean? Like the manuals, we'll do what we talk in the middle, and then Fragile might come on, or um, um, Everybody But Me might come on, you know what I'm sizzling? Like Caribou Lou might come on in the manuals, you know, uh, we can switch around and play with the manuals if we want to and not do the song that night if we don't want to. But <clears throat> for the most part, I pay attention to the fans and what they want to hear on social media before I go do my track list and my set list that is and um 
we put it together, man, and we go out. And luckily, I'm in tune so much that I end up doing a lot of people's favorite songs. Mm. Yeah. Does it ever? I mean, does it ever kind of spontaneously uh, change up? And you know, is there ever a moment where? Just by feeling only it, on the manuals, oh, only on the manuals, oh, yeah, not yeah. for the whole hour that we program yeah. every night. What we program up uh, until um, Speedum, you know, Worldwide Choppers too. Right. After that, we'll have a break. You know, I'm sizzling, and that's when we went back and got undressed, and the movie comes back on. This that, now that you didn't see that point though, but without what you saw was us in the Chiefs jerseys, the whole yeah. tour, I mean, the whole show, you know what I mean? Because the venue wasn't big enough to house what I had for this tour, you know what I mean? But uh, after after um, speed, um, we get a little rest and we get to talk and Chris will do anxiety and then I'll come back out and do this ring and I'll talk and just that another way, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the whole first part of the show was programmed the same, but we can play with the manuals at the end. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the thing that switcheroo. That's the thing that might be a lot different every night. You know what I'm saying? Hey. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I want to turn, turn to your collaborations. You've obviously collaborated with a, a, you've collaborated with a lot of people as well. Um, you've also collaborated, you know, two of them I want to talk about is that you collaborate with E40 and Snoop. Uh, their styles, I feel, are totally different, you know, totally different than yours. How does that, how do you know when a collaboration is going to work? I mean, uh, do you only know once you get in the studio with them or like prior to reaching out? Uh, how do you know, like, this is the, this is the collaboration that's going to, it's going to, going to, when I hear a beat, from my producer seven and the beat sounds like something that E forty would sound good on or, or Snoop. I'm gonna say this is the one I'm gonna send in E forty and Snoop and then I'll call them and tell them it's coming and they'll say send it and they'll do it for free and send it back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad, free is good. <laughs> um, same thing, same thing with Eminem, you know what I mean? When I heard the beat for speed, I'm like, Oh my god, this is the one for M. Trav talked to uh, to um, Paul Rosenberg, and Rosenberg got it to Eminem, and he loved it. He did it for free and sent it back. Same thing with Corey Taylor. When I heard the song, when I heard the beat for Wither for my producer Seven, um, um, Stone Sour was coming into town, and I had the beat. And I got backstage. They got me backstage to talk to Corey, and I played it to him, and he loved it. 
and I gave him a copy of it. He did it. Sent it back for free. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that, and it's funny, but it lets you know the amount of respect from all the artists I've never paid, paid for right. um, elaboration. Knock on wood, you know. <laughs> Throughout my life, you know what I mean? It's, it makes me feel so good that these people that I'm revered, mm. you know, that they weigh the fee, and these are top tier artists as well. Has there been, uh, thinking about it, about all the people you've collaborated with, uh, has there ever been, or do you remember that first time that you kind of were, in a, in a friendly way, kind of were forced to, I guess, maybe step up your, your lyrical game uh, when, you, when, you, when you got on a track with someone else? No. I, um, like Eminem said, my spot is forever reserved. You know what I mean? Mm. So I do me at all costs. I do me. And um, nobody ever sends me their verse. I have to send my verse to them so they can test to see what I'm going to do. And then they try to outdo me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like when I, you know, I, I, I had a song called Sriracha and I sent it to Jonah Lucas and he was my verse. Like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. <laughs> and everybody like, why you let Jonah get you like that? I'm like, I did me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like I heard, I heard, a, I heard a rumor about Buster Rhymes. He told people, whoever he does musically, he said, "Don't let anybody hear my verse. I don't want nobody to hear my verse because they're gonna try to outdo me." You know, what I'm saying, "I don't worry about that." Right. Because I do me, and I do me like nobody else. You know, so nobody ever makes me want to step my rap game up because my rap game has been stepped up since I got on the mic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you, I mean, are you are you essentially your own own I guess own own sounding board, so to say? Like you kind of, it, it, as long as it runs through the I guess the Tech Nine test, it's good, you know, and clears it, it's good. Or well, you, yeah, you know, I, I won't get on the mic if it's whack. I'll know when I put it in my dictaphone, and I'm like, oh, that sounds weird. So I'll release it, and I'll write something else. You know, what I, mean? I don't get on the mic, and you know, I'm sure when I get in there. Almost, almost like 99% sure, you know what I mean? Because you never know if it's going to work because you're always trying something different, you know what I'm saying? So whenever I get in there, I'm like, I'll tell my uh, my engineer, Ben, I was like, Ben, man, if this comes through on the mic like it did in my dictaphone, he's like, it always comes through tech. You always say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know, but I just got to, you never know, though, you know? It's like, nah, I don't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I usually know before I get, in, get on the mic, 99 percent that is going to work uh, a couple more questions uh, i want to turn back to uh the, the track nina where you you spit uh we soldiers living in the, this country and well aware of your hate this country from the jump ain't nothing but terror mistake so i think that had would be a good thing if it said make america great um yeah. when when does the kind of the the inspiration for spitting quote-unquote political lyrics come to you and also what do you think it is what is hip-hop's responsibility when it comes to kind of you know spitting being political or speaking out against the injustice injustices uh well you know it's on tv every day you know what i mean and you see the division you know and the, the divisiveness you know and people were really asking donald trump like when was it great 
before, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Maybe for him and his life, you know what I'm saying? But poverty has always been a thing for a lot more people, for a lot of other people that can't afford um, health care, this, that, and the other, you know what I mean? So make America great, again, was the thing because the messenger, even though he wasn't the first president to see it, you know what I mean? But that messenger was also recorded saying, in the good old days, Mm. we would have got him up out of here. We would have used more force. The police would have used more force to get that black guy out of here during one of his rallies. You know what I'm saying? In the good old days, he kept on um, referencing the good old days. And then David Duke stood up, yeah, and started <laughs> yeah. agreeing in the good old days. The good old days, the good old boys was the clan. So now, make America great again sounds like when black folks were enslaved. Mm-hmm. So now there's a problem when Kanye wears it. Now there's a gang hat when everybody wears it because make it great again means without no niggas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, so. I said, so I think that hat would have been a good thing if it said make America great. It was something we can do together mm-hmm. as human beings and effort together to make it great for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and you see it too. Like, I mean, you see it with the, you know, the focus now again on the, the Central Park Five where even though there's DNA, oh my God. DNA evidence. I just spoke that, about Corey Wise in a, in a rock rap I did. You know what I'm saying? Oh, in a recent rap? About, in a recent rap? Yeah, in a recent did. rap I did, I did for one of my um, um, artists, Yubi, uh, Ubiquitous of um, Seth Crew. It's a song called Madness Remixed. And I said, what I can do to a bad human will leave you mortified, mortified uh, killing off demons, uh, for the innocence of Corey Wise, you know, I said something like that. Oh wow! You know I mean? Yeah, I mean it's crazy. It's just like even with DNA evidence, they're still convinced that these, you know, five young men are guilty. Oh my god! And it's, it's like so crazy. And it's obviously because so crazy. No blood on them. No nothing. No nothing. They're like and everybody knows the real story. You know what I'm saying? But nobody wants to be wrong for that kind of atrocity. Right, because also at the same time, what happens is if they if they admit they're wrong that their entire system of this racist justice system of falls apart yeah. uh, in their eyes. Yeah. So they scared of... the kids into saying these things so that they would help them. You know what I mean? They were stupid enough to do it. Right. Yeah. No, it's you uh, know, you know what I'm saying? It they're is, kids. It's crazy too. You know what I mean? It's my first rape. What? You didn't rape anybody. You right. know what I'm saying? Just tell the police what they want to know. No. Don't tell them what they want to know. You tell them what you know. Right. But, you know, no guidance back then. You know what I'm saying? Look what they had to go through. Being a afraid little kid. All because they were in Central Park that night. Right. You know what I mean? That's crazy. It's, 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 they were saying the Matea, Matea guy was the sixth person, but it was only his blood, and he he was the only one that had the correct story. Right. They know what it is, man. Yeah. No, it's... But nobody wants to say, nobody came and said they're sorry. But but they gave them money. You know what I'm saying? That's not enough money for what they went through. No, in my opinion. No, it's, it's they they obviously yeah. deserve more. It's so now it's crazy what happened with them. And now what's, it's divided, man. Yeah. It's divided. You know what I mean? And I've been I've been preaching togetherness since the beginning. And now, man, in my 48 years living, man, it's like people are stuck in their ways, man. And nobody 
not too many want it. Not too many. They, they want their comfort zone. Mm. You know what I mean? You got people that won't come to my show because they say there's too many white people. I've heard it for years. You know what I'm saying? You got people who won't go to a certain show because there's too many black people. Because they don't feel comfortable. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't uh, you know, on my, on my album, I think The Storm or Planet, it was Planet. I was saying people need each other. Mm. You know, some people don't understand they need each other to help each other up, you know. And it just seems like that nobody, they just want to stay in where they are. You know what I mean? And that's a sad thing. It's divided, and it's always been divided. And, you know, people in certain um, settings, they uh, can coexist. You know what I mean? But, man, it looks bleak. Yeah, no, it's- And that's the, that's the reality of life. You know, it looks bleak for us, man. You know what I'm saying? And you see it on the news. And people fear each other. You know what I'm saying? And fear causes anger, and anger causes death. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or to hurt somebody, you know? Yeah. So, you know, Do you- it's just me up, 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 up observing people and injustices, you know? And I think that would have been a good thing if it said, make America great, because it would be a work in progress, you know? Do you, if, you say, if you say again, you have to tell us when was it for you. Right. It might be different for somebody else. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, right. It's like for them, it's, uh, I think it's before Obama and then, <laughs> and then if after. I had to say, make America great again, I'm like, okay, maybe when I was a kid and I had no worries, right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But no, cause I had worries back then too. My mom was sick and she had epilepsy and you know, it was crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, but go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. Ask, I mean, do you do you see? I mean, with the current political climate, uh, do you see yourself? Um, I mean, obviously, I can't foreshadow what lyrics are going to come to you. You know, when you're, you know, when you're being creative. But do you see yourself kind of speaking, having more quote unquote political lyrics in your music, um, especially under kind of a Trump presidency? When I see injustices, that's what I speak about. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I'm an angel, so you know, I try to keep my political views to myself. You know what I mean? Because people have different views. Right. You know, um, I try to keep my religious views to myself because people have a different outlook. You know what I mean? And people will fight and kill over their beliefs. You know what I mean? So I don't, I try not to show my hand too much. 
but the thing I said about the hat was pretty neutral. You know what I'm saying? I was just given, I was just given a solution. You right. take that again off, and we're working together. Right. You know what I mean? So I didn't take a side. You know what I mean? But um, well, I didn't let them know what side. I just let them know that I didn't agree with again. You know. And uh, I try to keep it kind of like never let them see your hand, your plan, because they'll be able to read you your rights. You know what I'm saying? If they know what hand you're playing and try to trump you. (laughs) 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 No pun intended. (laughs) Um, So this is my my final question. Um, And it might be one that, you know, you just don't have you know it'd be hard to answer because you've done so many of them but is there kind of a lyric that you've written out there that that still kind of blows you away in the sense that like you're like holy shit i'm 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 good you know type lyric uh and this, this is a guy who's asking a question who's never uh, who's tr- tried to write a lyric in sixth grade but and and have failed miserably ever since so mm-hmm. um, well i have i have thousands of fans that have lyrics that I wrote on their bodies forever and I'm trying to picture which one that sticks out the most I don't know man. you know what I'm saying because I write my life and I'm, you know when, um, I remember when I, I remember when I wrote like when I was young my heart hates my brain because my brain makes me do things that cause my heart pain you know mm. and my fans back then they loved it you know what I mean but you know um, they have so many quotes from me you know, I can't think of one that sticks out with 21 albums, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, and I, I realized as I was yeah. asking you that question, that's going to be a, kind of a loaded question to I'll ask. probably, after this, after, you know, we get off this phone and then I'm having my day and I'm out, it'll probably hit me like, oh, man, I said this. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I say that about a lot of my lyrics. Like when I'm writing, I laugh. Wow, that's tight. Right. You know what I'm saying? I said, um, if we didn't fear each other, we can stand near each other. We could stand near each other. And my fans like that. Mm. And I was like, that's real. That makes me feel like, yeah, that's real. If we didn't fear each other, we could stand near each other. And we would kill each other. You know? Right. That's dope. It's like... Yeah. Just like a simple, a simple solution, and it, and it speaks, you know, yes. speaks so much. All your greatest, all your wildest dreams are on the other side of fear. That's what Will Smith said, and I love that one. Mm. Oh, that's dope. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Tech Nine. I mean, it's been. I, 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 I'm so honored that I had an opportunity to see you in concert, but then also actually uh, got to speak to you today on the library with Tim Einigo, and I want to thank you so much for for doing the interview. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It was casual. Cool. That's great to hear. I'm looking forward to the the, the new album. Uh, whenever. Totally. It's called it's called um, Interfere. It's crazy. We're just talking about fear, but it's one word and it's spelled like E N T E R F E A R. Interfere. I'm entering fear, and at the end of the album, I want to exit all those motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. There's not many fears I have. <clears throat> fear is what we all have to get over if we didn't fear each other we just stand near each other so my next album one word interfere because uh, I want to enter the fear you know that's dope uh, 
Thank you. Nine. Thank you so much for being on the library with Tim Monaco. I, I really appreciate it. All right, man. All right. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.